When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got AJ, we got Megan, we got Rudo. No sugarcoating this one. The Avs blow a four-goal lead and lose a game they absolutely should not have lost. Uh, there is no excuses. I'm sure we'll talk about the context, but there is no amount that can make a four-goal blown lead go away. Uh, you just need better in a game where the Avs didn't bring it in the third period, and then they lost it in overtime. I, it's not... It's all that complicated, I don't think. I'm sure we'll go through the game. I'm sure we'll even at times argue that the Avs didn't even play that poorly other than obvious dumb, dumb mistakes. But it's bad. You were looking at a game where the Avs should be at worst tied with Winnipeg at the top of the division, depending on how that game goes. They do still get a point out of this game, but it's a game that's going to leave everyone extremely frustrated instead of what should have been an easy win. I look, no one's here to talk about the good stuff, right? Everyone in chat just wants to be mad. So let's just be mad about it. You have a four goal lead. And this is from Arizona side. This is the perfect recipe for a comeback, right? You get a goal late in the second period to say, Hey, well, you know, it's a start. At least it's something you get a goal early in the third period. All right. Now it's a two goal game. Now it's a thing. You get an absolute freebie of a third goal. And then you get a, you get your fourth goal with your goalie pulled. If you could write a comeback, this would be like the basic script in Hollywood of how it would happen. And and Arizona followed it to a T. Where does this stop? What is the critical turning point in this game for the Avs? Which goal, what play led to jumping off the cliff instead of just being a little bit rocky? Um... I guess for me, it's the third Arizona goal. Because the first goal, it's poorly defended. It's also a nice play. It's a good play. Uh, the second goal doesn't, I guess, just doesn't bother me that much. It's a good shot. Sure. The The third goal, you pay a goalie, dude. You don't do anything wrong there. And then your fourth goal, it's the same shit. Yeah. I think that's fair. So... Um, like I'm, st- I'm starting with your goaltender because there are games where you see teams blow leads where, you know, the, the Nashville fiasco. Yep. A good example. Uh, they play bad hockey and kind of there's like a giant mistake that leaves Alexander Georgiev just totally hung out, hung yeah. out to dry. That's not that's not really the case in this game. They don't. There isn't any one of those goals where you're like, "What is this?" I mean, you, there are things you don't like about the defense and how, of course, some of them get played and all. But I mean, you need a you're you're a team that thinks it's going to compete for a Stanley Cup this season. You're starting a goaltender with a 900 save percentage, and. We talked in the pregame. That's a guy that more than anybody else, you're looking at that guy going, you need a good game out of him. Yep. You need a good one. He was great in the third period of the Ottawa game. Uh, he was uh, he was really good in the last Arizona game. This is bullshit. I mean, this is just, he loses you this game. More than anything any of the skaters in front of him do, You need to you need to come up with a save. Ultimately, an 8.15 save percentage, 22 saves on 27 shots for Georgiev on the night. I mean, they gave up, what, 22 shots in regulation? It was not many. Something like yeah. that? Like, I think it might have been 20. You're, yeah, you're right back at your four goals four goals against 22 shots. It's, it's not good enough. Yep. It's not good enough. It's unbelievable. Megan, in agreement, same play? Or do you think it was something else? No, I think it's the same play. Okay. I wanted more from Georgiev. But on the whole, 
it's everyone because of course you'll win as a I team you lose at, as a team well and I look at some of the saves Gurgiev came up with in the second and there were opportunities denied that were point blank chances and the possession game was predominantly won by Arizona tonight and that's Colorado's game to win outside of two stacked penalties from Arizona in that second period that's why that was one of the most dominant possession periods for Colorado is because of that extended time on the power play and I look at the first and it was a decent period, but they still have Arizona in their end for a good chunk of that. And yep. I just don't think it was defended well enough um, against the Coyotes tonight. And they allowed the Coyotes to also get more dangerous with their chances throughout. So I look at some of the saves that Georgiev did and didn't make, and I'm just pretty disappointed in everyone coming out of this tonight. There is no secret here. Obviously, you can look at the third goal on Georgiev and, and say you just need a save there. And I, I do truly believe if they don't pretty much gift Arizona a goal there, they probably win this game. But we don't know. We don't live in that universe. And you look at the other goals in this game, the, the tying goal comes off of a puck that Kale McCarr just whiffs, just straight up whiffs behind the net. The game-winning goal comes off of Josh Manson just his brain turns off in the neutral and zone. I, funny I, enough, you get a good Alexander Georgiev performance in overtime, yeah. including that save. Right. And it's a puck that goes up into the air that a guy just skates into that, that ends up beating you. So you get bad goaltending play, and then you get some schoolyard bullshit that beats you. It's silly, man. It's, just, it's an incredibly silly way to lose. And it, it's a testament to the way that they've lost games this year. I, I what is this like the third worst loss of the year maybe fourth yeah sure I'm not gonna nitpick which number it ends yeah, up yeah like yeah. that but that's that it's not automatically number one that you yeah. blow a four nothing lead in a in a period and a half essentially and there's multiple games worse than that yeah and it's uh, you just you need so much better from your starting goaltender. Yep. And that's not that's not the only problem, of course. But give me a break with this. Yep. The, the third goal is shockingly bad, it's, it's, and that he looks confused by it is concerning. I I don't know. I don't even know what else I have to say about it. It just looks it's that bad. Yeah. From I, Georgiev. I, well, and the problem is right. Like, we are big picture people. We try to look at the big picture. You were 10 games into the season. Gurgiev had played great. You're 20 games in. He's not playing so well, but you're waiting for time to even it out. And now you're 35 games in, and his season save percentage is still under 900, right? And, and no one's going to tell you the Avs D has been great. Obviously, they've made a bunch of boneheaded plays in front of him from game to game. But if you are a starter in the NHL and you can't get to a 900 save percentage... I don't care about the team in front of you. It's just not good enough. Let alone a team that has won, what, 21 games this year, is it? it? You need better. You need better. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, and like, there are some of those games that we have gone through and we've been like, look, the team in front of you doesn't help you at all. Yep. There's bad play here, bad play there, bad play there. Come on. You know, goals being scored on the back door and great shots. Things happen. The the apps were fine tonight. And when they have a 4-0 lead, they don't even completely collapse in front of them to the point where you're like, oh my God. That, like they, they he never stood a chance there. It, Give me a break, dude. It's so bad from him. You know, I look at how this was a game that felt like it was another Georgiev shutout that was robbed of him when that first goal is yeah, allowed because totally. of how it happens. Even the first Arizona game, it's like, ah, you know, Georgiev deserved a better fate there. And I felt similar right up until that first goal against. And it's because of how well he had played right before that. And the way that goal ends up being scored is baiting Byram and Makar away from their net front so that it's left open for Lawson Krauss. And I think that that's maybe, it's not, Georgiev needs to mentally be stronger than that if that's what gets him off course. He can't in this just fall game. apart. Yeah. 
but it also it is frustrating to have played as well as he did up until that point and then as well as he did in the overtime period and still like really hang this on his shoulders it 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 sucks there's nothing fun about it and absolutely it, the idea that Georgiev lost this game by himself is not true yeah it's it, never won <laughs> Uh, so putting all the blame on him isn't fair, but also he's a starting goaltender with a 900 save percentage. Like, I don't know how else to, to put it that he needs to be better the same way. You should never, ever, 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 ever play Josh Manson in overtime ever again. You know, <laughs> was that the time for Jared Benar to send I, a message? I, I, it lost him this game. It so petty. <laughs> like Bowen Byram was horrible today. He was really, really bad. You look at the second Arizona goal, and he's literally just standing there. Yep. He's not covering anybody. He's not doing anything. He planted a flag in the ice and just decided that's where he lived. He's not doing it. He's awful. And I still would have played him over Josh Manson in overtime. And that's easy to say now, knowing the result of it. But when we first saw him on the ice, I turned to Megan and I said, what is this? What is how it was one thing when Miles Wood jumps out there. Right. At least that guy's really I, fast. I I did not like that decision. I didn't either. But, but we, at can, least, we can stick to Manson. At least for that now. guy's yeah. really fast, and you can see where he's coming from. Okay. But uh, Josh Manson, that is that is directly telling Bowen Byram, I don't trust you. How are you gonna trust Josh Manson? Josh Manson's not meant for that. He doesn't what, have the speed. And what a shock, Josh Manson. It's a track race. It's like, three on three. <laughs> Like, he's directly responsible for the game-winning goal against a guy. And, and you're like, you can't even be mad at Josh Manson. It's not even, he's, he shouldn't be out there. He's miscast. Yep. Yeah. He's put in a position to fail and he fails. And that's where you look at the coach and you're like, what are we doing I here? hope you made your point. <laughs> like, cool. But come on, man. Like, ah, uh, that's... You pick your spots as a coach, right? Yep. And we have seen, we've talked about, how do you hold Miko Ranson accountable or Nathan McKinnon accountable? Do you bench those guys? Like, no, those guys have gotten you through so many things. Was that the time with Bowen Byram? Unless there's some injury that occurred at the very end of the game or that he was fighting through until that yeah. point. Which we did see with McCarr earlier this year. That exact scenario played out. It did happen. He did not play in that overtime because he just he did not feel like he could contribute. Right. So I, so I guess it's possible but... That's the only thing I can wrap my head around is maybe. Uh, otherwise, he made a choice and he decided to roll with Josh Manson but and Josh Manson helped them lose the game. And other other than that, I thought Josh Manson was pretty good in this hockey game. In regulation, had no problems with him. Like, I, I really didn't have major problems with most of the team, except Georgiev. And then in overtime, your best players have control of the puck for three minutes and do nothing. They were playing like they wanted it to go to a shootout. Yep. It was weird. It lacked urgency, and it was like they were just biding time, and I didn't understand it. I So... I don't get it at all from McKinnon and Rantanen. I get it. And like, even as you guys were talking about with him throwing Miles Wood out there, he also threw Jonathan Druin out there. Druin in overtime very clearly was not trying to play offense. He was scared. Yeah. He did not have the he confidence to be in that situation. Absolutely said, the only thing I'm doing is not losing this game right now. That's all he was trying to do out there. And I get the situation is weird because Ross Colton wasn't on the bench and they couldn't throw out that next center that Jared Bednar wanted. To. Yeah. And you're not putting... Rijo no on the ice. Absolutely no chance. You're not putting the SS Rijo out in a... Uh, what are those fast boats called? God, they're just called speed boats. Speed boats. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Yeah. You're not putting Raijo in a, in a speed boat race. It's not going to happen, man. Yeah. It there's, just doesn't make sense from a, from a player usage standpoint. So I get that there's a bit of weirdness there. But you're watching the superstars who played great in the first two periods of this game. McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr all dominated Arizona. Yeah. And then they just... I don't want to say they didn't show up for overtime, but they certainly didn't do anything all that dangerous. They Their best scoring opportunity was Nachushkin cutting hard to the net. Yep. And it's like your best opportunity was uh, aggression. Yep. 
not skating not around, chance. hoping that Arizona falls down or makes a mistake or a, you blows you a coverage. Something. Yeah, yeah, you you said I'm better. Yep. I'm gonna I'm going to force you to defend, and they really didn't. Like he got around him, he was a scoring chance. Yep, and that was the end of that. I yeah, I don't know. I am. Um, it's it's a lot of it is confusing to me, and I understand this situation. Is this? But I wanted to compare the usage of in overtime between a Byram and a Val Nachushkin, and I get it. Val Nachushkin has a longer track record of earning all the trust from Jared Bednar that Byram doesn't have. But in my eyes, Val Nachushkin was awful in the third period. Yeah, I, he literally could not hold on to a puck. It, they just floated away from him, uh, and and one of those resulted in in the Arizona's second goal of the game. Bednar had no problem going right back to him in overtime. Put it to you that way. It's it was a weird decision to go with Josh Manson there. It's, the, the whole thing is entire game is not just disappointed that they lost, but incredibly frustrating to watch an Avalanche team that again Look at the look at the third period. They gave up seven shots on goal in the third period. It's not like Arizona came out and dropped twenty shots on them and just yeah. housed them into oblivion. There were like like they had the momentum and stuff in the puck. They they're playing, but you could see that they're feeling it and they're buzzing around. But they just weren't generating like they weren't uh, they weren't uh, just like throwing tons of pucks at Georgiev. Yep. It wasn't high danger chance after high danger chance and scoring chances are just piling up really quickly. That wasn't it. You were, you were fine, and your goaltender is the primary culprit in you losing this hockey game in the third period for my money. He, he made four saves on seven shots. It's never, and, it's never one guy, but when you're, the team in front of you is not playing a bad game and none of the goals that go in against you, you're looking at and going, ah, oh, hey, well, what do you do? I, I guess the first one. First one doesn't bother me. And then everything after that, I'm, I'm just like, come on. Come on. It, come on. It's it's tough. It's tough for me when the goals that ultimately go in are uh, a wraparound that in the modern NHL just is an extremely low percentage shot, even though the Avs scored one in this game too, hilarious. Yeah, and you can see the but, difference between the two of yeah. them. LOC is, is this weird like rebound where the goaltender has a hard time getting all the way over, and he scores into an open net. Georgiev's there. Yep. And it just it's goes an, around him. <laughs> it's an unacceptable goal to give up in the NHL. It's unacceptable. And then you have, should the puck have been out of the zone on the fourth goal? Yeah, probably. McCarr yes. should have been able to clear that puck, and this play never happens. But then a shot from the point, the shot you want to give up as a defense, just finds its way into the net. Georgiev never sees it. Is there a screen? Sure. But that's going to happen. But, and, and, and this is where I struggle because Megan makes a very good point. Yes, Georgiev had some great saves tonight, both in the second period and in overtime. There were times where Georgiev was doing his job exceptionally. Yeah, he's really good in overtime. But in my mind, all of that gets erased when you don't make the saves that you're supposed to. Yeah, you're in. The, he's really good in overtime. The main reason you're in overtime is because he didn't make two basic saves. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's it's tough. And eight fifteen. I there is no there's not a single player on the Avs who will say, "Oh, you know, we I thought I played good enough in that third period." They're all going to be, "Yeah, I needed to do a better job," and they're all correct. I'm sure any one of them. Could have made a singular better play that the Avs probably win this game, whether it's McCarr clearing a puck, Val clearing a puck, Miles Wood finishing an opportunity in the offensive zone that gives the Avs the insurance goal that just ends this game. Pick one. And the Avs didn't execute well enough on any of them. Uh, let me Had ask, a chance for an empty net goal, too. They did, and they just didn't even look up the ice and flipped it up the ice instead. But. I think that's that's where it's tough. It's like in that third period on seven shots against Kyrgyz lets those in, but they only create four if they're on, and they have For sure. an empty net opportunity that they don't capitalize on. It, I don't fault Kyrgyz too terribly for that 
Castle Ringgall either at the start of the third, which is also pretty detrimental to not come out and start the third period yep. on time. Get through I the first five. You probably win this game. No, exactly. Because um, it's a pretty impossible scene p- pass to Castle Ring that oh, yeah. he's able to capitalize on. And there's there's breakdowns that happens before then that I'm not like it's just it's not to absolve Georgiev of guilt. I just feel like we're coming down hard on Georgiev and I don't think the team played that great in front of him personally. Yeah, I, they definitely didn't play great. Look, it, uh, travel day, whatever. The Colorado Avalanche put up 24 shots on goal in this game. That's not enough for a team that is supposed to be one of the best possession teams in the league. You just didn't. And I get there's some score effects going on there. I get there's some context going on there. But you got outshot by the Arizona Coyotes. You need better. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about it. But first, we are brought to you by Bet365. If you go over and sign up with Bet365 with the DNVR365 code right now, with a new account, not only do you get the amazing boost from Bet365, you also get a free shirt from DNVR. All you got to do is sign up with that DNVR365 code and make a minimum $10 deposit. When you do that, take a screenshot of your account and then send it over at promo at thednvr.com. Send it in an email to us there. We'll send you a coupon link for a free shirt or hat from the DNVR locker. So sign up, have a little bit of fun with that 365 and get free DNVR merch to boot. Also, also, yeah, the Avs might have lost, but I did hit all my bets tonight. So at least I made money on the Avs pain or something. I don't know. Either way, go get your money with Bet365. Of course, you must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado, and if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER today. You can also text 1-800-GAMBLER. Get over there. Have some fun with Bet365. And then, if you're deep into sadness... You can get yourself some Breckenridge Distillery to numb the pain. Uh, Breck Distillery has award-winning whiskey as well as other alcohols, too, that you can grab from Breck Distillery, excuse me, BreckenridgeDistillery.com. Go over there, see all of their alcohols and menu. Uh, it's award-winning stuff, honestly. We love it. We use it for our winter shots, all that good stuff. They also have a restaurant that you can go to. It's a great time. Everyone who's been says it's awesome place to go grab some food. Uh, we love Breck Distillery over here. We love their alcohols, even if it makes us forget that the abs are unbelievably frustrating. Sometimes that's what you need. So go get yourself some Breck Distillery. BreckDistillery.com today. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. <sighs> what is a bigger problem from this game? The mental lapse or the lack of execution? Execution. Okay. Unless you want to talk about the mental lapses of Bowen Byram, because I thought he was awful. I meant as a team more than Byram, but sure. Awful. And so the lack of execution. Okay. Just didn't play well enough in the third period. Is that simple? (laughs) I still don't think they... I, I just don't think it's that bad. Okay. Like, they've had way worse periods this year. I agree. Not that they're going to give up... They give up... 19 minutes of 5v5 time in the third period. They give up six shots on goal and seven scoring chances, three high danger chances. It's just not that dangerous of a period. Yeah. It's just not. They get outplayed. Like, what they do on the other side isn't, is, it's not as good. Sure. But what they give up just is not, it shouldn't, it should not be enough to blow you a three goal lead. It shouldn't. It, so it's execution. Okay. It's execution. It's, God. Fuck this game. <laughs> Megan, are you as convinced as execution? Yeah. Okay. If they were able to finish on some of the chances that they did have, it would have been even more disproportionate in yeah, this game. Totally. And it was a little bit of a weird game in general. From the jump, it felt like pucks were bouncing around and going through player sticks. Yep. In a way that the Avs capitalized on in the second period, and it seemed like they were having fun with it. But there's a part of me that has to remind myself that this is that first game coming out of the break, and it is always a little bit weird. So I don't think that this is what I expect from the Avs moving forward at all. But 
when they let their foot off the gas, they weren't able to put it back on the brakes. It's like, oh wait, no, hold on. Yep. And I think that's where the execution comes into play. Cause that is the part at will that the Avs were able to, to change, to swing games back in their favor because that's at their best, how they're dominant. And I just think we haven't seen a really great example of that yet this year where they're able to reel it back in at will. And I think that comes down to execution. Honestly, that makes me feel a little bit better about the game because execution is something that you can fix, right? You you can you know the abs have it in them. You watch the second period of this game. They execute and they're up 4 nothing. Yeah. They have that ability in the bag. They have to get to a place where, you know, they can complete that effort in the third period. They have to find a way to put their foot on the brake or back on the gas, whatever one you want them to, to get the job done. That I'm a whole lot less afraid of them being able to figure out as opposed to if this team has a mental block where every time they give up a goal, everything falls apart. I think they're better than that. Tonight obviously is tough, but I really do think they're mentally stronger than that. And tonight is more so a lapse from the holiday break. I feel like there's just a weird slog that comes with it that they need to shake and work through. And... Look, context does matter. If the Avs had won this game, I think we'd be talking about it a lot more with a sense of like, ah, well, you know, they had all this bad in the third period, but it's a weird day and their legs probably weren't really going and this, that, and the other thing. I don't want to discount that. Yeah, if you get the result you came for, you're way less upset about it. Totally. But when you blow a four-goal lead, yeah, you still, contact context is still there, but you also still blew a four-goal lead. At least you blew it in overtime. True. At least you got the one goddamn point out of it. That's the thing is our expectation was not that they get the points tonight. But when they had a four goal lead, that's when the expectation was set that they were going to come out of it. All right. Yeah. You don't blow four goal leads in the NHL. Oh, (laughs) well, I guess it's like Ruto always says, that's why you score five. Should (laughs) have. Just kidding. Hey, look, if they scored five, they win this game. I'd I'd bet money on it. Uh, It's... Yeah, it's it's just tough to to even dig in that deep to this game because every goal is either, okay, it's a pretty good play from Arizona. Yeah, you can nitpick things on the avalanche. Or it's such a blatant error that there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> it's hard for me when you have a game like this and you go, well... You know, the Avs could have done this thing or that thing better because you don't need me to break down the overtime goal. Yeah. Josh Manson should have just thrown the puck into the other zone. Literally, just don't do that. <laughs> do anything else. <laughs> I, I, maybe maybe you guys can can give more insight than I can on this because the Avs really played a great second period. Like, I... I don't want to not talk about it. I know we're all here to be mad because the Avs blew a game. How how does it fall apart? How does how does the execution just disappear on a team that played so well in, in a second period? They played well enough to give themselves a four-goal lead. And certainly Arizona made some mistakes to get them there. But is it is it purely just they got the four-goal lead and let their foot off the gas? Is that that the extent of it, or is there something else there? Is it just a weird day? Sure. Are you willing to chalk it up to that? If this actually felt like a one-off, sure. The fact that they blow a game in the third period this badly is rare for them this year. Yeah. They've been a phenomenal third period team. You know, there have been some not great efforts at times, but... By and large, as a third-period team, they've been very, very good. You have to be really happy with how they've been. That part of this is definitely an anomaly. But their their losses, I think Megan bringing up the point that they, once they lose the grip, they can't get it back. It's an important one. You know, we saw in the both the Calgary and Ottawa wins at home. There was an intermission where they could regroup, talk to themselves, you know, okay, hey, we're going to refocus, come back out in the third period, and they have big come-from-behind wins. Great. 
How do you stop it when it's you're live in play? I, as much as I have hammered Jared Bednar in, in throughout his avalanche coaching tenure for not taking timeouts, is that 30 seconds really all you need to stem the tide? Also, use one. Yeah. After the third goal, why do you not call that timeout? Why do you not try and settle your team down? You know, so, I, yeah, it's a weird day, but there's no getting around that this is just a bullshit loss. You should have two points right now. We're talking about it like it's a regulation loss because it feels like one. But you do get a point out of this. You've taken four out of six against the Coyotes this year. Yeah. It really doesn't feel, it's really not as bad as it feels right now. But it should be five. It just should be. And you're yep. in a dogfight. You're in a three-way dogfight at the top of your division. You've blown chances to separate and, and to pull away from those other teams. Yep. I know Winnipeg lost in overtime to Chicago. So they remain tied. But you're, you're talking like you need these points. You just need them. And you're now 7-7-3 seven, seven, and three on the road this year. That's nowhere near good enough. Like three of those wins came in the first six games. Yep. That's a huge, huge concern for me. So no, it, is it a weird day? Yeah, but this is all bad. Go ahead. Potentially losing Ross Colton is really bad. There's because I feel like further we're implication. Just there. starting to see what he's capable of <laughs> to include it's on the, implication. the first goal of the second period. Yep. And I love what is born from the second period in terms of players that aren't Mika Ranton and Nathan McKinnon, to include Nathan McKinnon, also scoring in Logan O'Connor and Jonathan Joanne. thought it was great to see Joanne get going in that way too. Great yeah. for his confidence. And I kind of expect nothing less than the Avs being able to convert on a five-on-three opportunity because they weren't handling it so great until like the final 30 seconds of that opportunity anyways so that just came as a little bit of added relief but the tertiary scoring from Joanne and O'Connor in the second period should have been a bright spot because the way those goals goals are made is born from hard work and I think that it's not to take away from the goals from Rantanen and McKinnon tonight but I think that's the formula for success that they need moving forward and what was absent in the third period I I just felt like there were a few too many players asleep at the will and players that they need to be stronger in that third period once that lead is blown. It, it It's hard to say you didn't get what you wanted from certainly your forward core in tonight's game. Your, your superstar players provided you points. You got depth production from your forwards. Your defense was getting involved in the production too. On that side of it, this game looks fine from Colorado's side. The line that has become your second line scores again. Yep. They right. get another goal for you. Everybody's obsessed with the Rijo thing. Ross Colton's been there two C for like three weeks. Yep. If he was fully healthy, I think that would be more observable to yeah. people. Because he'd be playing fifteen minutes a night instead of ten. Because yep. you talked in the pregame about they've been managing him. Yep. And you see, he doesn't finish this game. They cut to him on the bench in the third period, and I, I turned to you and I said he's hurt. You could see he was in a ton of pain, and he doesn't finish. That's a that ties your lineup together. Because you're, you're really, like, you will be fine with your fourth line when you're healthier than this. Yeah. Kibi Ronta's got to go, but <laughs> That guy's fine. awful, dude. Don't even he was bad started. tonight. Yeah. And your, four, your fourth line's not great tonight. But your third line, you know, the, the, the Cogliano and Rijo, uh, LOC, like, it's fine. It's solid. Yep. You have really no major complaints there. Yeah. They it, give you a goal. You know, like, you're... <laughs> You're fine there. Your second line gives you a goal. Your first line gives you a goal. Yep. Gives you two. Yep. You're you're fine with your... This is not the game to be looking at the forward core and, and be upset. I'm, Jonathan Duran's point production over... You're now talking about... It's like 25 games of this. Yep. You have a second line player in him. Yeah, had the result been different, I think that would be the major storyline. It would be. We'd be popping off about it. We'd be like, the Avs forward course coming together. Nathan McKinnon's still on his point streak. We'd be we'd be yeah. going crazy over. Ross it. Colton is is taking over your two C job. I'm yep. not saying that you don't try and get an Elias Lindholm or whatever in the but trade market at some point. Yeah. But right now, in the room that you are in with the team that you are icing, it really it's. It could stand to be improved, but it's not so bad. It just isn't. 
and you see you see it coming together tonight you know obviously when it when it works it's easy to say that of course but you are you are going on an extended stretch of games now where you're getting more depth production I say depth. I mean the nine guys yeah. not on your not, top line. Not your stars. The other 75% of your forward core is, is consistently giving you production more nights than not. Hmm? So you, you're getting something there. I, I don't know. I, this is such a frustrating loss because, again, I just don't. You're never going to convince me they played a bad hockey game. Uh, as a whole, as a body of work, you just you just you just blow it. You blow it. You, yeah, I don't, it, it's weird, right? Because do they play their A game? No, maybe, no, maybe in the second period you can say they were playing their A game, but even then, I think it's fair to say no. And it's not. You're you're right in the sense that this is not a. Oh, well, they just came out and played terrible and got dumpstered in any way. They just had a handful of absolutely game-breaking mistakes. This, you can have terrible plays while you still play a decent hockey game. And the Avs' terrible plays cost them this game. That's all. Uh, all right. Before we go on... Uh, this is it. I'm so... Yeah. <laughs> If you have been emotionally traumatized by the Colorado Avalanche, you won't win that court case. But you won't win that court case. If you have been physically injured in some situation where you are not at fault, Bacchus and Shanker will win that court case for you. Call 222-2222 today. They'll give you a free consultation. And if you have a case, you'll pay them nothing up front. They'll take on your case, and they don't get paid until you get paid. So get with Boggs and Shanker today. Call that two number. Go to coloradolaw.net. Join the team that has won over a billion dollars for their clients over the last 25 years. They've been doing this in Colorado. Bacchus and Shanker wins. And then you can wash down that Breck Distillery with some Breckenridge Brewery. Go get yourself some Breck Brew, the official beer of DNVR. Eight different kinds here at the bar, available at your local stick liquor store, no matter where you are in the 50 United States. Use the Breck Beer Locator online at breckbrew.com and get yourself some Breckenridge Brewery today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. All said and done. I don't think anyone's happy with this game. And I think that's fair. Big picture. How do you feel about the Colorado Avalanche right now? Good, not great. So the same way you felt going in. Yeah. Okay. Because of a good Georgiev performance, if he lets in that first goal and it stops there, it ends at 4-1. I'm feeling way better. Way better. Because then that's, that's two goals given up in seven periods. That's not the world that we're in now. Now you're in, he's given up five goals on 27 shots. Yeah, he, he gave up five goals in 25 minutes. Yep. Megan, where do you stand with the Avs right now? You know, Big picture. Lackanen's going to be returning soon, probably sooner than any of us anticipated with that original 10-week timeline. And Sam Gerrard will also return. The team is only made better with both of those players in the lineup. And so long as the outlook for Ross Colton coming out of this was he blocked a shot, was not feeling so great, but he'll be good to go in St. Louis or San Jose back at home for the Avs on that New Year's Eve game. I'm feeling really good about the Avs okay. in that case. So despite this being a, call it top five worst game of the year for the Avs so far, there don't seem to be any major concerns beyond what we might have already been concerned about anyway. Certainly, AJ with Georgiev, that is not a new concern. That has been building for the last handful of games. If not longer than that. Talk about 25 of them now. Sure. So, 
I, I think to put it into context, again, the Avs are not going to wake up tomorrow and be in danger of falling out of the playoffs. That's not the reality that we live in. Uh, I know we hate using this phrase, especially in December, and I get why. But I see a lot of conversation around the avalanche about how, oh, they're not good enough to be a cup contender this year because of losses like this one. (laughs) I don't think that's necessarily true. And I want to ask you guys... Big picture, this hasn't changed how you feel about the Avs. Do you think the Avs, and I'm going to ask it this way, do you think the Avs, as currently constructed, are a top eight team in the league? Yes. Currently constructed, meaning Lekkanen. Meaning, yes, no deadline stuff, that's all. And not considering (laughs) lineup absences, yes, I would. Okay. I I would, yeah. Yeah, that's easy for me. They might be eight right now. But sure. Yes. Okay. So you believe that on paper, the Avs should be a second round team. If you believe they're a top eight team. In the I thought league. they were a second round team last year. In spite of all the injuries that they dealt with, yeah. they forced game seven and they were hung together by like silly string by the end of that Seattle series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. Lars Eller, their second line center. Yeah. Manietto. Like. <laughs> It's funny to look at this year's team and then compare it to the end of last year's team where you're yeah. like, you guys remember how bad this guy around it, here? It's not bad. close. And yeah. they seven not. games. So. <laughs> so. I think they're absolutely a second-ranked team. So we can live in a world where the Avs are a quality playoff team. And in that I'm, same world, uh, they've had a handful of really bad hockey games that they've played this year. Both of those things can be true. Yeah, Vegas is a team that I consider one of the toughest competitors out west, and they go through, they have gone through tough stretches this year they, already. You're checking the Anaheim they score. They got bopped by Anaheim yeah. tonight. And that's what makes me think of it is there's probably moments where a panel of Vegas people who do a job similar to what we do are sitting around asking themselves the same question. And it's fair because it's our job to ask these questions and to be concerned about yeah. these things, but... I think the reality is there are so many teams around the league who would love to be in the position the Avs are in right now with this the same yeah, roster it, construction and take on the losses as they've lost them through this point. It's when when you do zoom out and you look at the big picture of it and you say, "Huh. <laughs> They're actually pretty good." Yeah, you're like, <laughs> "Okay. How the Avs lost tonight is incredibly frustrating." Yeah. But just their their rivals out west right now. Vegas gets smoked by Anaheim. Yep. The Jets lose in overtime to Chicago. And Dallas loses in regulation for once to St. Louis. Louis. Yep. Like, for a 24-hour period, we can look at all the games where all the teams that are on the road lose and say, does that make the entire top of the day. west bad? No. Weird day. Yep. And in the in, in in the solo focus of this is incredibly frustrating how the Avs blow a four uh, a four goal lead. Yep. It's incredibly frustrating and it should be unacceptable. Oh, totally. And they should be they should be breaking all the all ten things that exist in that dressing room on their way out of town. They should be incredibly frustrated with themselves. You haven't gotten enough out of your goaltender. You've made silly mistakes. You've done all this. You're tied for first place. It's a it is in a weird conversation to have because each of the teams out in the central division that are vying for the central division title this year, all feel very differently. Dallas is pretty happy. Winnipeg is thrilled. Everybody in Colorado feels like death all the time. Yep. (laughs) For all the sports, all the time. Always. Like, like (laughs) always. Every second. Like, this season peaked at 6-0 and <laughs> in terms of team vibes. Yep. The season peaked at 6-0. and It would have peaked at that what would have been that long winning streak had the Nashville game not happened. But that's the thing. Every good thing that we say about them, we'll say two good things, and the third thing is horrific. Yep. It's not just like, oh, that was a bad thing. 
It's just unbelievably bad. Yeah, yeah. it's like... <laughs> what? <laughs> the hell? You get shut out in back-to-back games. You lose 7 nothing in Vegas. The 8-2 game happens. The Nashville loss is incredibly painful. You, you, then this bullshit tonight, you're like... Well, and you're bringing up two things that I want to talk about. First, a really great point by you. If the Avs lost this game... Four to one to Arizona, we'd be like, well, they sucked. And, you know, they had to travel the day. And this was a weird game. It's always a weird game. And it's Arizona. They always we, get all this nonsense. We had no expectations yeah. going in. If they just went in and lost this game in a normal way, I don't think we'd be overthinking it nearly as much as we are. Yeah. <laughs> they built us up just to break us down. <laughs> and again, they did get a point tonight. <laughs> it's, it's not like they lost in rank. Yes, I understand. It's a blown four-goal lead, and that's still not good enough. Is it any question that this year's team is better than last year's team? Not no. even close. It's not close. So. There's it's so much better. Close. There's I, so much better, and the only reason their record is even in the same neighborhood as last year's is Georgiev. Yeah. You, the two, guy last year. Two very different Georgievs. Yep. If they had the guy last year right now. They'd be first in the league. They would be. They would be, if not top of the Western Conference, right in the neighborhood. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that complicated. The other point you brought up, and this is something that I've taken from Eric, who said it a lot this year. You treat everything like a seven-game series. Yeah. If you blow one game in a seven-game series, that sucks. That's bad. If you still win four of them. You know what that blown game means? Absolutely nothing. Well, and we also break it down into 10-game segments, just the the season as a whole. Mm -hmm. And uh, this 10-game segment is okay. Yeah. It's not great. It's still okay. It could be a whole lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) this would feel way less bad. Now, you know what? There's no way that this game, they could have won 20 straight. And to lose this game the way that they did would it still feel real bad. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yep. It nope. just doesn't feel good, man. It, yep. It's an unacceptable way for a team that fancies itself as good as it does uh, in in the regard that it it holds itself to uh, to lose in this way. And I've gone through all the horrific losses and whatever. This is the only one of them that has looked like this. Yep. It's very unique in that way. And. Uh, it's it's hard to live in this duality of a world where no one's going to tell you the Avs were good enough in this game because they weren't. They lost it in a game that they absolutely should not have lost. And at the same time, we don't think the Avs played that bad on the whole. And we still believe that the Avs... Well, I don't. I don't either. I, I'll speak for myself. And the part of it that is wild is I think we all still believe that the Avs can and will play much better than this through long stretches of what is left in this season, which is there's over half of it left. By the way, the playoffs don't start tomorrow. They don't start anytime soon. Yep. There's a really, really high chance that the team that goes into game one of the postseason doesn't look a whole lot like this one. Yeah. And, the, the one that I that, that played on the ice tonight, I mean. No, you're right. I think it's going to look very different in a good way. Yeah. I mean, you already, without knowing what other injuries are to come, you know that Lekkanen and Gerard will yep. be in your lineup at some point. What you can know, you, you feel pretty You good know about. that Kovalenko is, is coming to your lineup. That's three guys that are going to be, should be contributors to your, to your team. Yep. In, in March, and, whatever, and you know, January fifth, if that's when you guys you come get back. Very, whatever. very lucky. Gabe Landeskog joins that list. Yep. And then whatever happens at the deadline. So, yeah, I good, not great. Good, not great. This is just where I am with the abs right now. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with that. Chat, if you want to doom doom, I think it's a totally reasonable reaction to this game. Yeah, be mad about the game. My frustration is that you the the team loses a game and everybody wants to be mad about the season. Yep. Everybody wants to say, "Oh, they're losing in the first round. Oh, they're not built for playoff hockey. Oh, they're not." Which, for the reason we literally just discussed, is why it drives me crazy. <laughs> like, 
if this is the team that, that gets iced in game one of the first round, I agree. But it shouldn't be. It's, so I it, just be mad about the can we just be mad about the day that we're on? The the thing I would leave chat with is if you're mad about where this team is, and we already talked about this, both of you brought this up. Do you believe this team is better than last year's? I think we all three do, as we already said. If you don't, then I would love to know why, what you think the last year's team had that this one doesn't. And if you do believe this team is better than last year's, then you should believe that this is a team that can get out of the first round at very least. And let's be real. The playoffs are what they are. Anything can happen in the NHL playoffs. It's why they're magical. I'm done talking about them until at least like February. <laughs> I'm never going to talk about the playoffs again. Until Friday. <laughs> until Friday. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about the standings and stuff. But of course. What this team is like, like, oh, who is this team as a playoff team? <sighs> 36 games into the season. We're still trying to figure out who this team is in the regular season. It's true. The second line is still a mystery. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think it's less of a mystery with Jonathan Duran being on an extended stretch of he, good play he's, here. He's starting to nail down one of those jobs. Knowing think, that yeah. Arturi Lekkanen is coming back and you're like, all right, well, Ross Colton should be the guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the, my biggest problems right now, Alexander Georgiev and you have serious road trouble. Yep. Yeah. That's a fair allowed, point. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, is this in your time covering the Avs? Is this even a top five most frustrating game? No. Okay. So there you go. It's where I want to leave it. Uh, a, a reminder that was this bad? Do the Avs need to be better? Absolutely. Also, shit happens. I, you know, it's it's just hard for me to to so big exhausting. picture be upset. Little picture, yeah, yeah, that's righteous. <laughs> they they left a little bit of pride on the table tonight. Totally, I think it's fair to be upset in the moment about this singular game. Yep, and it's it's what you do with that, right? It, if the Avs come back and and win six in a row, unfortunately. I think it's fair to say we've said this too many times that the Avs come off a bad game and they need to respond to it. But also, a handful of times they have responded. So, if you keep responding to the adversity, eventually you turn into a pretty good team. That's all I got. Anything else you guys want to add before we, we wrap this up? Got a few super chats. Uh, $5 from Jim, who says, Butchie just tweeted that Colorado needs to make major move. This group ain't it. Thoughts? Butchie uh, will say anything on Twitter. It's literally just, like, word salad. I, I've yeah. never taken any of his tweets seriously in my life. Um, no offense. Great guy. Does his job well. He knows what Twitter is, and he uses it appropriately. If there were 500 people in the world whose hockey opinions I asked that I actually would listen to, he wouldn't be on my list. I would agree. Personal opinion. Well, and I think he's saying something that's true, but not because of why he's saying it. Like, I think when the Avs traded Tatar, there was already anticipation that they would do something else. So I think they make a move, but I don't think it's because of this loss tonight because this group ain't it. I, I, I'm sorry. Nathan McKinnon, Stanley Cup winner. Val Nichushkin, Stanley Cup winner. Miko Rantanen, Stanley Cup winner. Kale McCarr, Stanley like Cup winner. Roster. Devon Taves, Stanley Cup winner. Logan O'Connor, <laughs> Stanley Cup Stanley winner. Stanley Cup winner. Bowen Bond, even some guys that weren't on that Avs team. Ross Colton, Ross Stanley Colton. Cup winner. Stanley Cup winner. It's not like this isn't a team that hasn't won before. Just saying this group isn't it is nonsense. Well, and, and, and how many games has he watched? <laughs> Five, like, like ten? Legitimately curious, because yeah. guys, like national guys like that, that cover the whole league, like... How many games of individual teams are they watching? They, they see three of them? You watch three hockey games, pick three Avs games this year at random. You and could watch end up them with three terrible and, games. And yeah. tell me how you feel about a team. Pick any team in the NHL and watch even five games out of them, even 10. Yep. And you're going to be like, all right, I have a feel for them, but who knows? It, anyway, it, I don't care. Yep. Same. 
Like it's there. There are maybe ten people on the planet. Not even ten. There's like six people on the planet whose opinion I would trust about the avalanche that work in media, and yep. we're three of them. I was going to say a lot of them are in this room <laughs> yeah. right now. I don't know if I would include myself in that number. Though. I would. I, I would absolutely yeah. include yours in that. Eric is Eric is obviously also on that 100%. list, and and the other two used to work for us. Yep. So. That's it. That's my list. <laughs> Fair enough. I will never forgive the Arizona Coyotes from taking away from Logan O'Connor's sick wraparound goal. <laughs> Stolen valor. Yeah, straight yeah. up. Uh, next one, we have $5 from Melanie who says, thanks for the game insights. I appreciate it. You know Avsland is down bad when all Melanie can say is thanks for the game insights. <laughs> Melanie, you rule. <laughs> It's a tough look today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the five, Melanie. Uh, and then $5 from Willie, who says, I was wrong. Y'all didn't overthink. <laughs> That's adorable. I don't know if you saw earlier in the chat. Like, I didn't. You guys are overthinking it. It was only, during pregame. Only much later. You didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, That's pure. That's, uh, that's the way the life goes sometimes. Uh, tough one. This team, I, yes, I believe this team is better than last year's. And because of that, on some level, they are so much more frustrating. Because last year is like, well, you know what? They're hella injured, whatever. It just happened to them. Things just happened to them. This year, at times, it does feel like some of their demons are a lot more of their own making. Yeah, last year, there was always like, oh, if they could just get healthy, if they could mm -hmm. just get, and it never happened. Yep. It was there was always some just downright nonsense right around the corner, and it never ended. And, and I, I, you know what? I love the way you put that because I think that is also what gives me confidence in this team. Is that you look at these problems and you go, the Avs can end this. They can stop doing these things completely under their own power. They don't have to rely on the hockey gods to not hurt people. For them to figure it out and be one save better, be one goal better, be one clear better. Because that's all it would have taken to win this hockey game. On that note. I don't know who Matt Smith is. I don't either. I was hoping you guys would. What What was the take on him? I didn't. I'm, ass I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, hey, even Petey. even Arizona's post game is in here telling us we're down bad. Top team in the West. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, well, that was something from like last game too. That like PHNX, like hardcore. They were like, "You guys are still really good." Yeah, like yep. at the, at absolute worst, you look at the Abs and say they're the fifth best team out West. <laughs> And, and I that's, think that's, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, that's that's giving like a lot of yeah. credit to a couple of the teams in front of them. Yep. And I don't have Vancouver on that list. Sorry. Not me either. Anyway, if you want to eat away your <laughs> sorrows, <laughs> illegal Sorry. pizza, and get yourself some. Even if you're in Arizona, they got an illegal pizza out there. That does make too. me feel better. Uh, go get yourself some illegal uh. pizza at one of 11 locations here in Colorado. Delicious burritos. Uh, the queso almost makes you forget the abs blow a four-goal lead tonight. Uh, <laughs> go check it out. Go get yourself some illegal pizza. Also, happy hour from 3 to 8 p.m. So, you know, you can drink more. It's such a long happy hour. It is so long, genuinely. Most happy hours are one hour. That's why it's called happy hour. <laughs> Not... Happy hours, I mean, like, like, yes. like three to five, right? Like, uh, you know, four to six, like a, a small window of time because you get off work and you're happy and you're going to go celebrate with a cheap drink or a cheap app. Three to here, our whole evening. There it is. That, that's why PD was really in here. The, the Yotes need the Evs to beat the Blues for them coming up on uh, on Thursday. So there's the secret sauce. Happy to help. Also, if you want to blind yourself from these heinous visions of hockey, Shady Rays. Go get yourself some Shady Rays to blind the sun. I'm sure you need them in Arizona. It's been a little cloudy here in Colorado, but you know that sun's going to come back out. Then it's going to be shining off the snow. It's going to be awful. 
Shady Rays will fix all that. You go to ShadyRays.com and use code DNVR today. You get two pairs of sunglasses for 50% off. Uh, get with them. Their sunglasses are awesome. We all wear ours all the time. They're, they're seriously super great. Uh, given five stars by over 250,000 people. And the best part, if you're dumb like me, and in the first 30 days, you leave them in your back pocket and sit on them, they'll replace them entirely for free. You lose them, you break them, you just don't like them. They got you covered in the first 30 days. Get over to ShadyRays.com. Get yours today. That's it. I'm out. I'm exhausted. I can't be mad anymore. So we're going to end the show. <laughs> and then I'm going to go home and be mad on my video some more. But I need to, I need to drive home to recuperate, okay? I have plenty of capacity yeah. left to, for my <laughs> anger. So much rage. Look, you can find all the rage on the DNVR.com <laughs> today. Great time to become a diehard also. If you haven't watched it on this YouTube channel, we have a whole playlist on Pierre Lacroix and his Hall of Fame induction. Go watch it. It's some of the best content we've ever made on the Abs Beat. Yeah, Megan. It's cool. <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> Go watch it. It'll it'll help you think about something other than this hockey game at the very That's least. That's true. So do that. We appreciate y'all. And we will talk <laughs> to you. I guess we do have an off day show tomorrow. So we can <sighs> we can talk about... I don't know. Maybe we'll tell everyone how to be mad about the KHL. No, we're going to talk about the playoffs. Okay, don't you start right now. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Y'all silly like the mayor. 